0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to TCK Care, the podcast. Nice to have you back. It's been like a whole week since our last episode. So yeah, good to good to see you slash not see you on the podcast. Uh, joining us on the show today is Linda Stolfes, a social worker and TCK from West Africa, who's going to be sharing a little bit about her experience as well as her work and what she does. As always we are here to share stories and strategies for supporting TCKs in all walks of life. So I'm glad you're joining us on the podcast today and Linda, thank you as well. Good to be uh, good to have you.
1: Yeah, thank you. I'm I'm very excited. I have never been on a podcast before. So
0: <laughs> nice. I am so jazzed that TCK Care the podcast can be your what's the word I'm looking for? Your podcast flagship.
1: That's it. Yep.
0: <laughs> All right. Awesome. So, Linda, tell us where are you from?
1: Yeah. So, I am originally from Cameroon in West Africa. I grew up there most of the time. I was there until I was 18. Um, and then I moved to Wisconsin and have been in Wisconsin ever since, actually, in Madison. Um, so, that would have been since 2007. So have been in the same city, which is pretty remarkable for a TCK.
0: Wow. Yeah. So now you could probably drop the, I'm from Madison without like batting an eye.
1: I do. Actually, now I, I do. And drives my husband crazy because he thinks it's cool. I grew up somewhere else. So
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like, why don't you share more? I'm like, uh, I don't want to get into it all sometimes.
0: Yeah. Definitely got to pick and choose where you share that one. Right. Yeah is he from madison?
1: He is. He um is about as local as you can get. That's uh, cool. So I find that fascinating about him, honestly, is that he's
0: he's so very local. <laughs> I know, right? It's very inter- it's a very interesting experience. I mean, like it's yeah. interesting to learn about something like that.
1: Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of intriguing.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, right. Which I suppose is probably true for True, the other way around right when when you walk into your room and you're like i'm from i'm from cameroon people are like wow i don't even know where that is on a map i'm intrigued how different your <laughs> very life true. Must be. yeah
1: yeah it's very true
0: so linda tell me what was slash is the best part of being a tck in your opinion and experience
1: oh uh, yeah you know i was really yeah trying to think about this Um, so when I grew up as a TCK, like maybe this is, this isn't everyone's experience, obviously, but I was homeschooled for a good portion of my schooling. So from up to sixth grade, and, um, I think if we had been in the States, we wouldn't have done homeschooling. And I, for one, really just had such a lovely, I have such lovely memories of that. Of being close to my family. Me and my brothers have really, um, close bonds. And, you know, I, I just liked being home so much. So, mm-hmm. you know, that was one of definitely a highlight. Um, I think maybe something I, I really appreciate now is just having grown up, seeing a, a part of the world that's different than the one I'm currently in. Um, that's just always in my mind. Like anytime I, I think about doing something a certain way, I know there's like potentially many ways of doing the same thing. Um, mm-hmm. and I, I think that's cause I grew up, you know, in a, th- in a third culture, you know, I had my parents background, I had the Cameroonian culture and I got to see how those, how those mixed and how those clashed and how those worked together. And I think it's just helped me be more open-minded and, um, I don't know, maybe less less fixated in my ways, I guess.
0: Sure. More flexible.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. That's cool. I've heard that uh flexibility can be the difference between uh, between having a personality and having a disorder. That like Oh,
1: yeah. If you're actually that probably makes a lot of sense. Um that's a good way of phrasing it.
0: Yeah. Which I wish that could be my original quote. Let's just pretend it is. <laughs> You, you heard it first on DCK Care, the podcast. That's a
1: solid one. I'll probably use that with my clients tomorrow. So.
0: <laughs> yes. Nice.
1: Thanks for that.
0: Uh, I'm so um, glad I could help with that. Yeah. That makes me so happy.
1: <laughs> I mean, other good things are like, gosh, well, I, and maybe this isn't about being at DCK in particular. Maybe I lucked out being born in Cameroon. It's just the food was so good
0: mm. and like
1: summer all year round. And um
0: Okay. Is it just me you know, or... A, Is it like nine times out of 10, you ask someone like, what do you miss from, you know, the other side of the ocean and nine times out of 10, it's the food, like there's this good food and there's different good food here, but it's just not the same, right?
1: It's not the same. Yeah, it's not. You can't. It's just so, yeah. And like the colorful fabric and the people were so friendly and warm and. The hospitality was incredible in Cameroon. So I think probably all those have probably really um, enriched me as a person, maybe in ways I can't identify or even explain. But.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's cool. You know, just going back to you know what you said about homeschooling, it's interesting. It sounds like homeschooling was just what your family happened to do because of the circumstances that you were in and yet it created or it um, played into creating a tight-knit um, sort of community atmosphere within your family that seemed to really resonate with you and uh, perhaps stuck with you. Um, and so it's kind of cool that uh, not necessarily being overseas in and of itself, but something that went along with that for your family um, proved to be so meaningful for you. It's nice to kind of get those perks when you know life throws them at you
1: yeah yeah it's, it's so true um yeah and I think I don't know this for sure but my mom always tells me that she just really loved being a mom and I think it gave her sort of a more venue to do that you know rather than us mm. going off to school most of the week you know yeah um so we we definitely were benefited from that
0: yeah I think it's fantastic that um, that moms can be moms and kids can be kids and that can be a really good thing when you're living and working overseas. It's one of the things that's maybe a little bit more difficult to explain. Um, I've had a lot of conversations with families who are going out for the first time and they say, you know, with some uh, trepidation, what am I doing to my kids? Am I going to screw them up for taking them over the seas <laughs> yeah. and leaving our family behind? And like, well, there's going to be a lot of hard stuff with that, yes, but there can be also a lot of beautiful, beautiful things that go along with that as well. And if you process the grief and um, accept it for what it is, then you get to um, not let that rule your life, and also reap a lot of the benefits of living overseas too. Um, yeah. Sometimes that can be a really good thing for families. So it's cool that uh, it's cool that that was uh, true for you and true for your mother too.
1: Yeah, you know, I think that's probably a lot has to do with ministry as a lifestyle it can be kind of tricky, you know, because like, you know, I think if you feel like, I don't know, people are supporting you and giving you money to be doing a certain work, you want to. You I don't
0: know. Do the it, work.
1: It's just there's less boundaries than like a nine to five. I guess yeah. is what I'm trying to say. Sure. Yeah. You know when I. I'm sure there's more and more support out there now for for families, kind of interacting on that level with their career versus their family life versus their spirituality.
0: Um, right,
1: can be kind of a complicated situation.
0: Yeah, I hear you, and mm-hmm. I agree. I think it can be a very complicated situation. But I'm glad that you brought this up because self care is so important, right? And this is something that um, I've been learning more and more over the more recent years of my life um, is that you can't do your job and you can't do ministry if you can't take care of yourself. And so taking care of yourself has to go hand in hand with that. And so having a work-life balance, it's so hard to call ministry work, but it really is yeah. just your career. And so you have to have that work-life balance when you're in, especially when you're in ministry, but I'm assuming, you know, any job, but also like living overseas also comes with additional stressors just in the day-to-day uh, run of things. And so, yeah, self-care is all the more important
1: yeah yeah i mean i certainly like oh man you know i'm i'm very open to god's calls on my life and would would listen to him and be excited to go on adventures with him overseas with my family but um but it would really take a call of god because it's just tricky it's just complicated and then when you have kids and i don't know
0: yeah you know, it's a lot to consider, definitely. It's a
1: lot to consider,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Which maybe but
1: obviously I enjoyed it. So, <laughs> you know.
0: Yeah, that's right. It worked out. <laughs> which perhaps that's a good segue to uh, the next question, which is what was slash is the hardest part of being a TCK?
1: One of the hardest parts is just feeling like I can't, take the people who are meaningful in my life and share my childhood with them, if that makes sense. Like, um, you know, like my husband and my kids, because right now there's, there's quite a bit of political unrest in Cameroon and maybe one day, you know, when that, when that settles down again, um, we could go back there, but by then it'll be so different, you know, than when I was younger. So I think sometimes I, I think about that and I get sad, you know, um.
0: Mm -hmm. understandably. So it sounds like you're kind of isolated in your memories. Like you can hold your memories in your mind and remember your childhood, but you can't, if you can't share those with, you know, your family, then that's gotta be tough.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I imagine, you know, I could share like pictures with my kids and stuff, but it won't be the same. Um, which maybe is like a benefit to them. Cause like, I don't know. As a kid, you don't necessarily want your parents like <laughs> vicariously reliving their childhood through you. So, um, <laughs> maybe it'll spare them some of that.
0: Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm trying to think of, uh, there's something else that comes to my mind. Uh, you know, certainly it's a little bit tricky always feeling seen too. you know like in some ways I guard my image of being from Madison you know it's like I say I'm from Madison Um, but for people who know me that I'm from Cameroon there's part of me that just wants them to be really intrigued by that and sometimes they're not you know like sometimes it's just not that interesting Um, Mm -hmm. and that can be Just part of me is like, oh, like that was like the coolest part. (laughs) And you didn't think it was very interesting, you know? So I don't know what that is, if that's like from being a TCK or just being human, probably more just being human, but that'll come up sometimes.
0: Yeah. Which Linda and you, whoever you are listening to this podcast, if you haven't yet, you definitely have to check out VIP Syndrome with David Johnson, one of the previous episodes. (laughs) He talks about this and he just hit the nail on the head with some of the, perhaps, perhaps something similar to what you're describing of playing the cool card and, you know, actually trying to be like the VIP in the conversation and stuff like that. It was hilarious. Oh man. Yeah. He totally yeah. called me on it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I, I definitely do that with my husband, like, mm. like on un, uncloaked, like. I own you in this area because I grew up somewhere <laughs> different. <laughs> uh, uh, we just laugh about it, but yeah. Sure. Definitely comes out there.
0: Yeah, I bet. <laughs> so do you feel like that, um, do you feel like that is, uh, draws a barrier between you and other people having that different experience and having memories that are so, um, so fantastical, surreal, different than what they've experienced?
1: I, I don't think so. At the end of the day, um, I feel like each person just has like, you know, we all only get one life. And I think whatever you had, like maybe you grew up in the suburbs or you grew up, um, you know, moving around to lots of different countries. I just think like your life has to be unique and interesting mm. um, just because you you have a unique thought thought life. You have a unique family. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I I guess I haven't thought of it in that way necessarily as a barrier.
0: Mm. Um, That's cool. Yeah,
1: m- maybe if anything, it it is a little clumsy to say like, oh, you know, I grew up in this cool environment because then it it does sound kind of snobby sometimes and um.
0: Hmm. So it can be like socially oh, yeah. awkward.
1: Yeah, or it just doesn't leave. Room for connection, and that's ultimately what you want in relationships: is ability to connect and draw bridges. So,
0: yeah, absolutely. Which, Linda, one of the reasons I was very interested in having you, particularly on this podcast, is because anytime I hear of a TCK in the field of psychology, uh, because I'm in psychology, I'm like, oh, I wonder what might be, what we might have in common in there. Like, you know, how does your I guess, you know, which leads us to the next question. How does your TCK experience play into your current uh, role in social work?
1: Yeah. Well, I, um, I'm a clinical, uh, social worker. So Mm -hmm. that means my day to day work is, uh, meeting with people in my office doing psychotherapy. Um, my, I've been doing it for gosh, like maybe eight years now. Um, and the first half of my career or the first maybe 75% of my career was in home family therapy. Mm-hmm. So I would drive out with a co-therapist and um, enter people's homes and then do therapy in their homes, which, oh, it was really so cool. Um, and I think, you know, growing up as a TCK and and really encountering different cultures really helped that. Like, cause when you enter someone's home, even if they, look exactly like you, like their culture is going to be different, you know, like yeah. all our families have like these micro cultures about them.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: Um, so, yeah, I think it really helped me like, you know, from the first moment of meeting someone realizing like to keep to pay attention, I guess, and not make assumptions and um, to listen deeply and try to find connections connecting points you know um, yeah I, I think those skills are just really I mean helpful when you're when you're trying to build trust and you're trying to help someone feel like they really can share and they can feel safe um, yeah in fact my first internship uh, I was in a really competitive, um. Uh, interviewing group like the group was really quite impressive to me and I was there in a group interview trying to get this internship mm-hmm. and I didn't think I was doing very well but um, I ended up getting my the internship I was going for and the person who made the hiring decision said like oh when I saw you had international experience like I knew you could handle in-home th- family therapy
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: because you just know that when you walk into someone's house you have to be respectful you can't make assumptions you have to be safe and all these all these things that just you know traveling and living in different places you intrinsically gain um, yeah which is really encouraging and I, and I think it's it's helped me in my career
0: That's really cool that first of all you had that experience in the first place but second of all that people um, people have recognized that and validated that and that that's um, come to play, in, you know, in getting that internship, but then also providing some experience, uh, providing some skills that you, you uh, that benefited your job.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know that I would have seen that if it hadn't been like, yeah, so overtly called out.
0: Um, mm-hmm. Right. So I'm not sure exactly how to ask this, but I'm going to try to do my best. Sure. How have the families that you've worked with that culture, those experiences, those conversations you've had, how has that been similar or dissimilar to, um, your TCK experience?
1: Yeah. Hmm. You know, it so depends on the family, right? Like there are some families I've met with who there's like so many things we can relate on, you know, like either Hmm. they traveled a lot or maybe they, um, were actually from Cameroon or, um, i worked with some Cameroonian families or, um, you know, maybe they're homeschooled, maybe they're Christian, you know, all those kind of areas where there's maybe some commonality, but, um, even in those cases, there's like so much difference, you know, too. Uh, so I guess in a lot of ways, every family has been quite different from me, um, and and that's helpful. It, it's almost preferable to have people who are different from you around you because um, it kind of at least for me, what it does is it gives me some like way to distance myself. So I'm not like putting myself in someone else's shoes and, you know, making connections and offering insights that might help me. But maybe maybe they're just very different from me you know, even if they look like me or sound like me. Right. Um, so that awareness of just like everyone's really quite different. Um, everyone deserves a fresh energy and a fresh perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, but similarities probably across the board are, I would imagine similar in most every family, like longing for connection, Wanting to feel like your life is integrated, or it, you know, it's making sense. Like your story is making sense, even if it's just to you, Um, Hmm. or other similarities.
0: What would you say are the most important skills for growing a healthy family? No. This should be a really easy question to answer in the next, you know, five minutes or so. (laughs) Not anything like substantial or anything. So
1: I have no idea. I mean, I feel like if I said something now, two years later, it'd be slightly different. Mm. Um, You know, especially now that I have my own family, I'm really intimidated by
0: that. (laughs) Okay. Rephrase, (laughs) rephrase. What are some of the skills that you have seen that have made for the healthiest families? When you When you walk into a home and you're like, "Wow, you guys have made progress and you're moving in the right direction, and you can see growth in your children and your connection and your you know in your yeah. you know functionality like what are, what what is it that that made that happen?
1: Well, you know what comes to mind is when each person takes a bit of the responsibility, you know because I, I think the reverse is like when people blame or don't take responsibility, mm-hmm. That, that gets harmful and is unproductive, right? Like, nothing happens. But if everyone can, like, even if, like, the responsibility they take up is so little, you know, it's it's an, it can change an atmosphere. You know, if you decide that it's not on my spouse to, like, compliment me first, I'm just going to make her day better or his day better. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's a really, like, frivolous example. But, um, yeah, if everyone takes a little bit, of the story and tries to write it, or even just tries to make their own life a little bit better, like just a little, <laughs> a little bit in any area you lack a certain scale. If you work at it, even a small little bit, it's going to affect the system. So I mm. think in a family where people are engaged and like everyone's just doing a little bit, mm-hmm. I think a transformation can be amazing.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: You know, I also think some other things that come to mind are like a family with a good sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Uh, humor can really diffuse, diffuse a situation, help people rethink what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a family that maybe doesn't feel like their situation is like the only one like it too, you know? When like you suddenly realize like, oh, most families experience hurt. That doesn't make you feel like it's impossible to overcome anymore, you know? Um, So when families are aware that they're just, they're not alone in their circumstance. So not being alone in their circumstance, everyone taking a little piece of the pie, a little bit of humor, um, I think can go a long way.
0: Hmm. Man, I, you know, as you've been talking, Linda, I've just been sitting here thinking to myself, I hope, TCK families, families raising children overseas are listening to this right now because how important is it for a family who moves overseas and has this really like for the perhaps the parents have grown up in one place, you know, and then they move overseas and they're like, wow, we're experiencing a lot of like grief and loss with this at the beginning and like we must be so weird There's probably nobody else in the world who feels quite like us. Probably other families don't experience grief for the exact same reasons as us. And actually, that may be true because like you were saying earlier, your story is unique. It doesn't matter who you are, where you grew up. And yet, the other side of that is also that like there's nothing new under the sun. And so a family that is going through grief and is going through loss and moved away from family and friends, sorry, but you are not alone. You're not the first one. You did not create that kind of grief, you know? And um, you're probably not even the only one within your generation experiencing that. And so it's just a matter of finding somebody else who is going through the sim- something similar and um, using that point of connection. And then you can actually like, start to support each other and realize that other people are going through similar things and are there to help you.
1: Yeah, it's so true. I feel like there's just an infinite level of things that differentiate us. Mm-hmm. and connect us at the same time you mm-hmm.
0: know yeah
1: yeah and i i feel like people have people also within themselves feel that tension like you you want to be connected so bad to a bigger story and you also want your story to be a little different <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's a
1: complicated you know set of desires there
0: yeah gotta walk a little bit of a you know a little bit of a balance between the two
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah, you can have them both. That's the cool thing, you know.
0: <laughs> Speaking of points of connection, I was just thinking about how I try to connect with people and I love meeting other people from Nigeria. But Nigeria is so big that when I meet a Nigerian, it's not likely that we speak the same language, you know. Right. And I've run into that where like, we just can't find a common language between us. And like, well, let's just revel in the fact that we're both from Nigeria. So that's kind of (laughs) cool. But then when someone knows from Africa, and this is terrible, I hate myself for doing this. I'll be like, I'm from Africa, too, which is horrible. Because you know, how many times have people said like, Oh, you're from Africa? is Africa hot? You know, things like that. And you're like, Africa's so big, you can't generalize Africa. But here I'm doing it just to draw, you know, just to fabricate a point of connection. Like, you're from Africa, I'm from Africa. we were practically neighbors. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, you can't beat yourself up about that because it is a point of connection. I mean, being sure. from a continent is a connecting point. Is it, like, the most intimate connection? Point? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> but- something
0: i suppose being from a continent and then landing on the same continent on the other side of the ocean maybe there's like a little bit more connection that i'm giving it credit for but
1: there's something there yeah Yeah. um yeah but maybe you can connect better over like i don't know a love of Kombucha or something Something else. It's probably hard to find people to connect over that with,
0: but That's true. And I actually do have my kombucha brewing in the background. Got a nice fat (laughs) nice fat scoby growing. That's my pet.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mostly just connect to my little nephew boys over that. Like, ooh, I'm growing like microorganisms. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's That's too funny. That's great. (laughs) Um, okay, so final question, Linda. If there is a TCK who, or perhaps um, the parents, or perhaps the caregivers of a TCK, who is listening to through this listening to this podcast, um, okay. but traffic was terrible for them today uh, because they're living overseas, <laughs> <laughs> and they're only they're only cluing in in the last five minutes, uh, what is one takeaway or one piece of advice you'd want them to hear? Hmm.
1: Man, you know, the one thing that comes to mind is, like, this world is, like, right, so complicated and so stressful. And when you're juggling a family, there's, like, so many levels of decision-making. I just think – and there's honestly so many resources out there, right? Like, you can go online and find an answer to almost any question. But, like, really connecting with God – and his wisdom is just like a game changer. At least, you know, I can say that for in my life. Like there's times where I feel like there's so many so much contradicting information out there or things I'm weighing. But if I can get alone with God and really cry out, I don't know, like really ask for wisdom. There is insight that comes and peace that comes and on top of that, you can look up resources and reach out for support and that that's huge. Um, but I think I think that's a good starting point is is really asking God for for a way or for his presence or for insight into any given situation. you know and and, and I I think because I, I work in a secular setting, there's part of me that's like, well, oh, give some other answer, you know because I, I don't often get to talk about God. And there's a lot of other answers out there, but I guess, you know, as me myself, not just a a professional psychotherapist, that's what I would say.
0: I know. I, I like. <laughs> I come from a very f- similar faith tradition as you, and so I do think about like the effect that God has on my life and um, the part that that has played in the past and even now. And when people talk about God, I'm always like, hmm, how would I like rephrase this conversation for somebody who's like, who maybe comes from a different faith tradition or something. But at the end of the day, yeah, the advice, Linda, it, it definitely did just come from you. And like, that's been, um, yeah, that's a part of your story has been and still is. And if that's what, um, makes a significant difference in your life and how you, how you manage the complexities of raising a family and, being from uh, being from a lot of different places in the world and having a lot of d- varied experiences, um, some of them difficult and some of them are pleasant. Um, then that's awesome. I you know, I, yeah. I really, you know that's completely one hundred percent valid, which I'm sure you know that. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's well, good.
1: Let me add one thing. Then let's say someone saying doesn't have maybe a personal relationship with God, or doesn't maybe doesn't feel secure in that relationship. Whatever the reason, you know, I I've I've been in those places for sure. Sure. Um, another just another piece of of thought that has really been transformative for me recently and i think for a lot of the people i work with is like okay in your life if there's an area of unhappiness or just something not working out like what's one small thing you can do if that's like calling a friend if it's um you know, seeking professional counseling or if it's, uh, making a relationship right with one of your children, whatever it is, like, man, do it, you know, like it feels good to do it. It feels good to put your life in order little bit by little bit. And Mm -hmm. it can, it can really over time just change a life, um, Mm -hmm. you know, so I, I don't know. I just, I've really been like taking that to heart for myself personally and also <laughs> yes. for a lot of my clients. It's just, a I, I don't think a lot of people maybe realize how powerful they can be.
0: So, hmm. yeah, that's a fantastic outlook that you can, you know, you can change your whole life, but it has, it doesn't have to be anything dramatic. You can just change one small thing. right
1: Yeah. Those are the biggest things.
0: That's fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Linda, for sharing um, not only your experience, but you know also talking about uh, the TCK experience in general and um, the TCK experience as it relates to some family dynamics and um, giving some, some solid advice for families out there. Really appreciate you taking the time to share with us today.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me on.
0: All right. You've been listening to TCK Care the Podcast with me, Stephen Black, as we share stories and strategies for supporting TCKs. Hosting and producing TCK Care the Podcast is a part of my ministry, which is made possible by the generous support of my financial partners. If you would like to make a one-time or recurring pledge, please go to tckcare.com slash give. Don't forget to subscribe to the show, rate it on your favorite podcast app, and stay tuned for more TCK Care coming up next week.